0: Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be talking about how bullying affects academic achievement. You know, as a young kid, a young boy, I, I always believed that if I excelled academically in the basics, I'd be successful in life. My parents were very tough, my dad especially, and they insisted that I get good, gra- get good grades. And they made it known to me when they thought I wasn't working up to potential. <clears throat> College was not something I thought about. And I never thought I would get in. And, you know, I made a deal with my dad because he wanted me to apply to go to college. My board scores were low. We had a bar. And um, I was raised over it. And I told him, I says, look, you know, I'll take over the bar. I says, I'm not going to waste my time trying to get through college. I says, I'll make a deal with you, though. I'll apply to three schools, and if I get accepted into one of them, I'll go. Well, lo and behold, I was accepted into all three of them. And I ended up going to a state school, and about, I don't know, after the first semester, my grade point average was a 1.0, and that's a D. And I really wasn't sure of my future, but I became frightened about what would happen to me. And then when my dad came up to me and told me that he's selling the bar because he's had it for so long and it was wearing him out and so on, and he actually wanted something better for me, I got so frightened And I started to wonder, what's going to happen if I don't put more effort into this? Now, I made the decision to go into teaching. I was a 19-year-old kid. And I had three and a half years left because I already was at a D for the first semester. And, of course, I got a letter that said, you know, either do it or get out. And I worked extremely hard. And I really applied myself for three and a half years. And I graduated with a grade point average of 2.9. And if you do the math, you'll figure out that that's a lot of A's. But man, I want to tell you that those A's were very hard to, to achieve. And I had to work, I'm guessing, three times harder than anyone else to get those grades. I had a very hard time retaining information and being able to recall the information at test time, and it was absolutely painful to study. I probably had test anxiety, and I didn't even realize it. And here's the catch. And if you know my history, you know that I was constantly involved with uh, confrontations, conflict, My house was very chaotic. My parents didn't know how to discipline. I had difficulty with other kids who bullied me. And I was distracted by those circumstances and relationships. And really, I was a very insecure person. I was afraid of confrontations. And I would really only speak my mind. And this has changed but it the, the evolution took time, a lot of time. I'm 64 years old now, and things don't seem to matter as much to me as they did years ago. But I would speak my mind, and I usually said what I thought others of any significance wanted to hear. Now I go into teaching. I'm this insecure person can handle confrontations. I really don't like conflict. And I majored in special education. And as a male in special education, the, the classes that they wanted to give me, that's the, the, the um, type of student that they wanted to give me to teach were always the, the, the classes that had the emotionally disturbed kids in it. And that's what they were called back then. You had different classifications of kids. Emotionally disturbed was one of them. And as I went into teaching, I came to a realization that my students, other teachers, and even the parents that I worked with had many of the same problems that I had. They were caught up with the trials of life and couldn't focus on academic tasks. The kids were. The parents didn't know how to discipline. The parents would come in angry and irate because of the behavior of their child and blame the school. The teachers were afraid of the parents, as I was at the time. And in society in general, we started believing that people with these shortcomings had ADD. Now, I had some pieces, pieces missing, and I certainly wasn't the sum of my parts. And my students had pieces missing. Their parents had pieces missing. And many other people had some pieces missing. Now, what were these missing pieces? I can tell you that childhood bullying caused me to lose some of the pieces that I needed to be successful as a young adult. Childhood bullying. It starts in the like I said, my parents didn't know how to discipline, so when they disciplined, they were almost bullies themselves. There were bullies in the community. Parents had the ability to bully, and with emotionally disturbed kids, and I was working with kids like eighth, ninth, tenth grade. They could even back me down from time to time because they were absolutely violent and disrespectful and irresponsible. Yeah, you know, you had two types of kids. you had conduct kids and clinical kids, and I've covered this in another podcast. but the conduct kids, the ones that I had, were completely disrespectful to one another, me. Their parents, administration, it didn't matter. And I've already got a problem with confrontations. And because of my upbringing, because of my bullying, I came to, uh, of being bullied, I came to realize that those are, that is the main reason I had trouble academically. If you're filled with anxiety and worried about confrontations and worrying about relationships and you're insecure, you're not focusing on your scholastic challenges. What you're doing is every time you get into a situation that produces anxiety, which could be a confrontation with a parent for me, or it could be just being um, challenged in a way that I knew I wasn't going to be able to succeed, like taking college boards, I didn't succeed. I had difficulty. And bullying will do that to a young person. You probably have a lot of young people today in school who have greater ability than what any test score or any uh Uh, classwork that they do would indicate because of the fact they are caught up with circumstance, anxiety, they have trouble with other kids, they have trouble with um, maybe even some other teachers, their parents, the community. Their mind is not on being successful academically. Now, After I had years of my own struggle working with students and parents and aspiring teachers as a college instructor, it became obvious to me that problems that existed in schools and in society in general, they weren't related to a lack of academic ability. The problems were due to a person's inability to form meaningful relationships with, number one, authority figures, their parents. And it's a known fact that there's a great big hole in the middle of us that wants to have a relationship with our parents. We probably have difficulty because of the upbringing, taking orders, and, and, and when we get on a job and doing what we're told to do, Because of the insecurity, we grow much more irresponsible in our attitudes and it affects our work academically and behaviorally and it preys on us. It preys on our mind. And, you know, it was once believed that If a person had an understanding of the three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic they would be successful in life. That's not the case anymore. That isn't the case. In order to be successful, there are certain things that we have to overcome. One of them is not having a fear of confrontations. Confrontations are a part of life. And we have to know how to manage conflict. Number two, we have to realize that our insecurities are not necessarily something that is part of us. We're insecure because of what other people have said to us or have done to us. And we have to understand that we have to be consistent in our own behaviors and in our attitudes. Now, kids come to school because of their difficulty with parents, with disrespectful attitudes, or with any sense of responsibility. And because they've had so much difficulty forming relationships with other kids and their parents and authority figures, they they automatically have difficulty with teachers, and that translates into trouble scholastically. And believe it or not, some kids have a hard time developing relationships with students. You see, when we develop, when we have insecurities, and we don't like conflict and we don't like co- confrontations, what happens is we develop a relationship with our students based on compassion and understanding. And we leave out a very key piece. And that's rules and regulations. And the minute that we enforce our rules and regulations with a student that we're trying to form a relationship with, the whole relationship falls apart. Because in reality, that student believes that you're going to let him do or say whatever he wants. And through your compassion, you're trying to understand it But you don't enforce a rule or a regulation that produces consequential thinking in that child so that the behavior stops. Now, I wrote a book. It's called The New Three R's in Education many years ago. I knew this stuff many years ago. And the three R's were respect, responsibility, and relationships. Many students who struggle academically tend to lack respect for their teachers, and they work harder at trying to figure out how to get how to, how to get out of assignments rather than completing them. They also lack the inability to form relationships and friendships with other children. Upbringing, Bullying, insecurities are all part of how successful a child is going to be academically. It becomes a problem. And because of the anxiety that develops with those, the inability to form those relationships. Children can reach a point when they become an adult and they haven't been corrected and they have continued ability either in school. I was one of the lucky ones. I figured it out and I got the help from a lot of wonderful college instructors. And I was in survival mode constantly while I was in college. And what begins to happen is the kids who've had those upbringings and have had that difficulty, they don't form relationships and they'd rather be isolated and they don't participate in any activities. And those are the kids that become angry and bitter and seek revenge. How we are treated when we are kids by authority figures, meaning our parents, and how well we manage conflict and confrontation, and how secure we are as children, has everything to do with how well we perform academically, because once those things are removed from our mind. And by the way, unless a kid gets amnesia, he's not gonna forget those things as he grows up. We will be successful, children will be successful moving forward if we address their insecurities and we help them develop respect, we help them develop relationships, and we build to make them more responsible with their schoolwork and in their relationships. Now, as teachers and parents, we can't be naive to the fact, and we have to realize that some of these problems didn't start yesterday. Society has been changing incrementally for years, and our students. Need what I call the new three R's. If in fact we're going to develop adults who can excel academically, socially, and emotionally. And some kids do develop it. But without these skills, in my experience, as they mature, they lack. Many of the skills that are necessary to be good workers, marriage partners, and even parents. There are classic examples of kids who are very bright and are filled with knowledge, but they have a tendency to rub everyone the wrong way. They become adults who can't hold jobs or maybe even stay married for any length of time. These qualities won't develop on their own. And we're going to have to change our attitudes and maybe our behaviors as teachers and parents. My thought, it may take some time, but it'll be worth the effort. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please take the time to go to the thebullyproofclassroom.bullyproofclassroom.com. Visit my website. Please take the time. There's courses there. There are, on this topic, as a matter of fact, there are products there. There are many and a lot of free stuff. And there's a lot of things there that you will, you will learn if you just take the time to go there. Also, this podcast doesn't run on its own. It takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of time to develop material to have this discussion with you, my listening audience. Right now, we are looking for donations to keep this podcast afloat. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. I'll have the link in the episode description. You can go there. I ask that you make a donation. You can subscribe or you can just give a dollar, two dollars, five, anything that you can afford. Make a donation to keep this podcast running. It's extremely important. We have to do our part to stop bullying because childhood bullying leads to adult bullying and adult bullying is something that we, we don't like because then you have workplace bullying, you have sexual harassment. It all goes hand in hand and we want to stop it and I ask for your help in doing so. This is a very critical thing. Time in our culture and in our society. And you only have to turn the TV on to find someone who was either involved in a shooting, someone who's involved in bullying. Politically it goes on. In other countries it goes on. And we need to do our part to help stop this. and victims who are bullied who go without help become angry people and they seek revenge and i don't have to tell you how they get their revenge there it, it seems like school shootings are almost too common and it's frightening and shootings in other areas, hate crimes, all kinds of different things going on, all bullying related, and we need your help to help stop this. My name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. It is my pleasure talking to you as my listening audience. I hope that you all have a good day I hope that you all are kind, considerate and respectful to those around you and you become an example and you become the change that we want to see in the world.